As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Happy New Year, and welcome to a new episode of the Steel Moment Podcast with me, Michael Lebois. Today's guest is Josh Dover, the host of Harris Hastings and Dover, and the second of the Masters of the Midday that I've been able to get on this podcast over the last few months. This is our first episode of 2021, and this was recorded on December 4th, 2020, um, as Josh brings up in the video. Uh, we discuss everything about uh, the look of the NBA as Josh is my resident basketball-focused analyst. We discuss cancel culture as one of our favorite comedians was canceled this year and kind of discuss some of the topics about that. We also talk about the drive it takes to be a member of the media or work in media in any capacity. Josh is a mentor and a great friend, someone that I am proud to say that I've worked for and with. He was one of my teachers at the Colorado Media School, where I learned the skills I learned to be a podcaster, to be in the field that I'm in professionally outside of media, uh, how I got my chops as a radio host, really working with him and working with some other great people who work in Colorado in this industry. Yeah. And you know, we, we have some great moments. We laugh. He tells a, a couple of fantastic stories. He gives some advice and some ideas that he finds very important. Uh, same that I do in terms of how we made it to where we are in our respective fields. A huge, huge thank you to you guys who are watching this on YouTube. We did, in fact, hit our goal. Uh, we actually surpassed our goal. Uh, we hit 52 subscribers before even this weekend. Um, it was a nice little surprise, a nice little joyful moment for me. I, I did get a little uh, emotional, and, and I, I appreciate everything you guys have done for me to help grow this podcast, and hopefully we can go even further in 2021 and grow this into a, a huge platform. Let's make it big. Let's make it really big. <laughs> also, be on the lookout for some new stuff from Gunpowder Empire. Sean and I had a couple conversations over the weekend, and we're, we're looking forward to uh, making something really big happen here in the next few weeks. Uh, it should be fun. We're working with some amazing artists to get some – some material out there to you guys and, and be ready to uh, see what's coming 
for Gunpowder Empire. I'm looking forward to that as well. And we're hoping that 2021 is a, another year of growth for us and progression. We're really excited to see how things change and develop for the music scene as 2021 rolls into uh, the view. And, and we'll see what happens from there. With that being said, Josh Dover and I would like to steal a moment. things been uh how is the radio world right now through this crazy time period is it weird not being in the same room with the with the ryan and scott yeah it's a little bit weird you know it's i mean what are we 10 11 months into it it feels like now yeah. so gotten used to it a little bit but it's i mean it's not ideal you know the energy's not the same you don't get to sit next to them and talk in the break and what you want to do next and all that stuff so you get used to it and they give us some pretty cool equipment to bring home and all that stuff. So it's, uh, I wouldn't choose it, but it's, uh, at least we're on, you know, we, we actually haven't been off air throughout the entire pandemic. So we've been able to have some fun talking Tiger King and bull crap like that. Uh, <laughs> we'll cuss? I don't know if we can cuss. Um, yeah, dude, I, this is, this is my show. So you can cuss all you want. I was going to say bullshit with that, but, um, you know, it's, it's not the same, but we've adjusted. Yeah, you know, it, it's weird because even like in the music scene right now, we're trying to adjust and figure out how to make it work so that we can, you know, do live shows. And, oh, yeah. you know, we don't even know if that's going to be a thing in 2021 even yet. And so, you know, switching to... Open and stuff just to uh, make music? Oh, uh, yeah. So studios are open. We actually just released a new song a couple weeks ago, uh, released a video for it on Wednesday. And then we have another one coming out uh, at the end of this month that we recorded back in like May or June. But then we're going back in in January or February, hopefully, if we have new material written. Um, but yeah, no, so studios are still open, but like it, it's hard to promote something when you, you know, have to kind of social distance to shoot a music video even right now. So that's that's been nuts but uh um as some of you guys know josh dover is one of the masters in the midday and the midday show uh us yes on uh on altitude sports radio 92.5 uh previous guest ryan harris is one of his fellow co-hosts so i got two-thirds of the masters in the midday now still working on scotty he's a hard one to get (laughs) the toughest yeah he'll be the toughest for sure yeah um but uh josh was also one of my uh teachers and also the leader of my uh, internship when I was at the Colorado Media School. <laughs> so uh, you're a, a part of the reason why I do this now. So thank you. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we go way back. I, I, I thought I forgot about the internship, but it was just like you were there as an employee basically every day. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Who was on that? It was on Crackman and Harris. Actually. It was on Crackman and Harris. And it, it's funny, uh, a couple of my coworkers listen to Crackman and Harris while they're working and I get updates all the time because I'm not always listening. I, I'm working on all my other stuff while I'm working at my other job. Don't tell my, my real job. Um, but uh, they know. They, that. <laughs> yeah, we're all working from home. They know. <laughs> um, but uh, 
in the vein of sports, as we see this, uh, this world transitioning back in, the NBA is getting ready to kick back into, into full gear here with a December 22nd start date still, right? Yep, yep. Um, how are you feeling about what they're planning on doing, and, and what do you think uh, for the Denver Nuggets specifically, since that's our hometown team here, uh, what do you think this season is going to look like for them and the NBA? Man, it's uh, well, I'm bummed. I got to work on Christmas. That's first and foremost. Selfishly thinking of myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm actually a little worried, Michael. To be honest, man, it's because we're seeing what's happening in the NFL, right? And I get it. It's much more bodies that you have to account for in, in the NFL. Um, but it's also much more games, right? So lack of bodies, you make up for more games in the NBA. So you're talking about four games a week sometimes for these guys. So you're going to tell me you're going to go 72 games and not every team is going to go through a, a week, two, maybe a month where you got six of your 14 guys on the roster that have tested positive for COVID. You know, it's, it's inevitable at this point. So uh, I'm a little bit worried about it, to be honest, um, with the Olympics pressed up, which is why they're going to 72 games in the first place. I think that makes it even more difficult because you could have, um, I like what the NHL does. They give their guys a bye week. Like you could have planned for some things like that if you weren't trying to satisfy the Olympics, which I get it, obviously team America. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm worried that they're not going to be able to one play 72, uh, get fans back. Cause I'm, I'm like you too. If I ever get a, damn night off of work i like to go and drink a beer and watch a game too um and then you talk about not satisfying your tv partners with the 72 game broadcast schedule there's a lot up in the air man that could really fuck up a, a lot of people's uh, finances and, and and all of that stuff moving forward that goes with professional sports but uh as far as the nuggets i'm hopeful i'm not as down as as a lot of nuggets fans were dude about pre-agency uh losing jeremy grant and mason Plumley. i like both those guys but you get Jamichael Finley from the Clippers yep. and him, him and Jeremy Grant literally have this identical stat line. <clears throat> and in fact, uh, or it's Michael Green, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Green ha- averages like four more rebounds a game. If I remember right off the top of my head, than Grant does. Plus you're saving $11 million annually. So that doesn't hurt either. So, you know, Jeremy Grant chose to go get buckets. You can't blame a dude for, for wanting to bet on himself and have a bigger role. Um, a little worried about Michael Porter Jr.'s development, uh, I guess is how I'm going to call it. <laughs> because I'm not sure Coach Michael Malone trusts the dude still at all, but he's going to be forced, man. I mean, t- Tim Conley, we were talking about it on our show, playing some of Conley's stuff from the media uh, session right here on Zoom. Mm-hmm. But Conley basically said, hey, Coach Malone's got to figure out a way to get Michael Porter Jr. in the game and keep him in the game. I just don't think Coach Malone wants to do that, to be honest, because he makes too many mistakes. So that's going to be a battle, too. If, if MPJ takes a big step, we won't even notice the absence of guys like Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley. But if he doesn't, and you're relying on... Uh... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The rookie, Zeke Naji mm-hmm. and Bobo. Yeah, who's you know he's got some potential for sure, but he's about as thick as this cord. Right, <laughs> that, that's going to be some trouble, you know. Right, right, and that—that's the other side I was going to go to was uh, that they locked up Bull Bull, took away that two-way, made him a, made him a, a you know a, a player on the roster officially now, and you know you lose Mason Plumley, but you gain that size, you gain some some skills, and it, it, again he is no. Davinci by any stretch of the imagination he's definitely a work in progress but um I'd be interested to see how they rotate him in there um and then yeah I I actually really like the the green pickup I think that was a a nice nice addition and exactly I I think you're right the the rebounding specifically I think offensive rebounding too Mm because he's going to be inside we have Harrison Murray to run the outside you've got you've got guys who can shoot threes and you know it was fun to watch Grant dunk. It's fun to watch Grant be aggressive defensively, but you get an upgrade at a different stat line that you needed more than anything because that's – I mean, that's what beat us in the Lakers series really is is offensive rebounding. Dwight uh, – Dwight yeah. Howard. I don't even want to talk about Dwight Howard right now. Dwight Howard. <laughs> um, at least he has to go be Joel Embiid's teammate now. <sighs> that can't be fun. No, I'm you sure know, Embiid – with, uh, with the Nuggets now, like – it's speaking of Scott Hastings. It's the Hastings theory. He he always says he said for four or five years now, it's a race to one twenty. That's how you win NBA games now. And uh, Tory Craig was another one we didn't mention. He goes to Milwaukee. He was super pissed about that too. But um, he goes to Milwaukee and you lose Mason Plumley. Pretty much, you know, your your rim protector, kinda if you will, but the best that they had. The Nuggets are now, <laughs> not that they were a defensive team before. But, <laughs> They're now for sure like an offensive team, so they they have to run and get get buckets. That is very true, very true. You were talking about COVID, um, the storyline of the COVID incident of the NFL this last weekend was the uh, the bias of um, the Denver Broncos being forced to play with a guy who hasn't thrown a touchdown pass, as I believe Brandon Pernam put it, since uh, twenty seventeen and hadn't thrown a football except to after a catch at practice squad this entire year. And it was essentially thrown into nothing. Um, Do you think that if Denver was in a position like a Kansas city or uh, shit, a Miami where they're in a potential playoff race, do they play on Sunday or do they get pushed to Wednesday afternoon to not mess with the Rockefeller Center uh, uh, ceremony, tree lighting ceremony? To be fair, that freaking tree lighting ceremony rips. 
it's pretty good you know it's pretty good but uh, legit legit <laughs> uh yeah man it's i said on our show i'm like the broncos first of all did they fuck up of course you know it's you got to be smarter about it they did everything right except one thing like you ask for permission you're coming in on your day off you're gathering to watch film and then you don't wear a mask right like you know sure three out of four ain't bad right we all seen those dentist commercials but you can't do three out of four with this disease and virus and especially in pro sports right now so i'm not going to kill the dudes for doing it the quarterbacks it was irresponsible have i been irresponsible during COVID? Yeah, I probably have. Have you? I'm not going to speak for you, but I bet you have, you know? Uh, I did fly last week for Thanksgiving. Right. I, yeah. I pulled a Mayor Hancock, so. <laughs> well, at least you weren't speaking to the world and not. And then yeah, no, 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 true. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I mean. They made a mistake. It's a big one. It literally cost them a game because you're right. Roger Goodell bent the Broncos over his knee and spanked them on national TV. That, that's what he did to show his other kids that you can't do this when you live in my household. That, that's basically what it was. So, it's yeah, it was embarrassing. It. And I got another stat for you, too. You know, uh, Kendall Hinton has not thrown a touchdown pass in a very, very long time. But he has actually thrown a touchdown pass more recently than Taysom Hill. Oh. <laughs> so, wow. Well, okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, they're about on the same page there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. It's like 2016 for Taysom Hill when he's at BYU still, and then 2017 Wake Forest for uh, – for Hinton. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Josh Dover, everybody, the man of stats right here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to kind of backtrack in a little bit of history here. Um, so you, you were originally born in Indiana, right? And then grew yeah. up in North Denver? Uh, well, Seymour, Indiana is where I was born. And then I, okay. I was there uh, not, not long, eight, nine years old. No, seven or eight years old. And I actually moved to Florida oh, okay. to, uh, military and finished up out there. And then um, my mom is from here. And my oh, okay. Family. So when uh, my dad got out, we came back here. And that I was nine, and I've been here ever since. So I, I basically grew up here, yeah, in North, North Denver. Yeah, uh, for all of you who don't listen to Altitude, those of you who are not in Colorado, uh, he reps North Glen like everybody should right. rep North Glen. Uh, right. I'm a Denver kid, but <laughs> North Glen Norse for life, my friend, right? right. Thornton, you are the armpit of this state, so don't say nothing. <laughs> Man, I got friends from Thornton who agree with you, so don't even worry about it. Um, but that, that leads to my, la my next question. Um, how does it feel right now being a Colts fan and cheering for Phillip Rivers? <laughs> it's a little weird. And, dude, I'll tell you, I was, I was a skeptic for sure coming in and thinking, one, if the Chargers don't want you, then what the fuck is wrong with you? That's right. Fuck Spanos, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then thinking, oh, man, he's going to have nothing left. They're already, you know, don't have a ton of wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton, certainly not the T.Y. Hilton from a few years ago. Uh, and you're like, well, they're probably going to have a decent defense, but I didn't think it would be anything that it was right now. I mean, they're the best defense in the league and most statistical categories, not just passing the eye test. So, I'm still like, uh, I think I'm like any fan, right? I'm like, I'm not going to fully believe because then what I do, you're going to break my heart in half. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm excited because, yeah, it's been so much more fun watching. I used to just watch the Colts games on Game Pass so I could get that shit over in 30 minutes. Now I'm recording it on the DVR and going back and watching the actual game. So I'm not sure they're uh, more than, you know, a first-round playoff team. But shit, man, you know what it's like being a Broncos country. I'll take a first-round playoff team for sure. Oh, hell yeah. And you got over there. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I got uh, Heinz 
and uh, Pittman Jr. on that fantasy team right now, praying that they get me points because I I made the right choice pulling Judy out the last minute. My team's name is Judge Judy. So (laughs) um, I'm actually in a league with Davey Bartlett, Davey B. So yeah, yeah. he lives in Tennessee now, so he gets to suffer with Titans fans. I just saw his dumbass on social media, like narrating – Colorado man laughs at Tennessee's snowstorm or something like that. Yeah, because it was nothing, man. It yeah. was ridiculous. And he's a he's a he's from Massachusetts originally, so like he yeah, knows yeah. what actual snow looks like. And so <laughs> when people were freaking out in Tennessee over a dusting, he was like, "This is this plus is not that uh, what Naheem Himes." Yeah, anybody doing like a I don't even know what that is. Some sort of aerial somersault flip forward. Anybody that can do that, even if it wasn't a Colt, I'd still be rolling with that dude. Oh, yeah, dude, for real. That's an athlete right there. Um, Also, speaking of athletes, uh, how hard has it been uh, without being able to play any pickup, king of pickup basketball here in Denver? Basketball champ. Look, I got my my hoop up there. (laughs) Oh, also next to my CBA, not the humble bracket, but um, uh, it sucks, dude. I got a little court down the street here uh, on this little trail that people run on. But, like, back in March when all this shit started, they, like, put police caution tape around. Like, somebody got murdered there. Um, but then they took that down, and I was able to shoot a couple of times. The rec league actually picked back up and then shut down two weeks later. So there was, like, it was, like, uh, just a tease. They, they just gave us the tip to see what it felt like. And yep. it, was, it was just gone. Well, so uh, I actually – so this is where I live now. This is my girlfriend's apartment. I just I know. In. I love the Marvel in the back too. Yeah, dude. This, this is the like – no joke. The first time I came over here was our first date. And I walked in and I saw this and I was like – and then she's got, a, she's got a PS4 down here. And I was like, I'm dating a nerd. This is awesome. So um, – but yeah, I moved in officially in October and have been shooting here. Like I moved in essentially when the pandemic hit. So I'm living in downtown Denver. I'm in Brooks Tower. Oh, damn. So I'm like, I got part of it. Yeah. And Sam's like delivers over here because I'm right catty corner from Sam's number three. So if you want to sponsor me, Sam's just no, I I will (laughs) shout you out all the time. Um, So shit got crazy probably for you guys, huh? Yeah. So we started dating in January and like out of the blue, this shit happened and we were like well it's make it or break it either we be adults and see how this goes or um figure out how to make it work and you know now i'm here yeah, we're gonna get married or i'm gonna kill you at some point <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> uh, but it's crazy being in downtown denver right now like with the way everything like i was down here for everything so uh it's been a tumultuous year in the world in general for all of us and in this you know covid on top of everything else that's happening you know how has that affected your narrative on the radio through this time as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Period. Because I know I, I listened early on when, uh, when everything was going on with the protests. Because I really mm-hmm. wanted to hear what Ryan had to say. And, and listen to you guys as a, as a group, because I honestly think you three have a very interesting, you know, dynamic with each other, as well as a nice broad range of, of voices to talk about these. Um, I mean, you, myself and Ryan are all around the same age. And then you have Scott, who's, you know, grandpa, but, um, <laughs> but uh, like, how did that change the narrative of what you guys talked about in, in this year alone as a whole? I learned a lot actually about it. I mean, you know, with, with what you've done in the in your background and media and going to school and all that stuff of how we watched that, right? Obviously ratings rule the world and our, our you know, traits and trends and everything that goes into what we look at. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, I appreciate you saying that because it's hopefully what we're going for, right? A guy, like I said, we're all in the same age group, but obviously Ryan's an African-American man. Scott's a six-year-old white guy. Um, and they've also both, had a lot of money for basically all of their adult lives. And I have yet to achieve that. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, we, we uh, talked a lot about it. You know, we, we tried to mix in sports, but this is also a time where, as you know, there wasn't a whole lot of sports happening, right? I'm talking about Korean baseball and shit, getting up at three 30 in the morning to watch a game. Um, so we talked about it, and to be honest, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know how long we had Ryan on, but uh, we took a bit of a hit because of that, uh, based of our numbers, right, ratings and things, and it makes some sense, right? You uh, driving around in your car, listening to the radio from work or wherever you may have come, and you're talking about the protests, and you're, it, you look for a break and an outlet and something like that. And that's sports talk radio. That's your podcast. That's whatever it is you find. Uh, you know, before our, our former favorite comedian went weird, that was that podcast, you know? Um, and, and those kind of situations. I did say, though, a couple times, Michael, it's somewhere where if our numbers were going to take a hit, uh, at least it was on that. Like, I would rather have talked about it uh, and, and even more importantly, given Ryan a platform to talk about it and lose a point in a rating share for a month than not talk about it and then go, damn, man, we had a platform and didn't say shit. You know what I mean? So um, we learned from it for sure. Uh, we still talk about it, uh, but we had months, I mean, not months, I'd say weeks where that was our show. I mean, that's what we talked about. And we don't do that now. Obviously there's sports back and you get to talk about that. So we get to be that full outlet, but yeah, it was something that we learned from. I'm grateful that again, we got to keep working cause that's first and foremost, so many people didn't get to have that opportunity. Uh, 
And I'm grateful that we have a boss like Dave that, you know, um, you know, that gave us that and said, Hey, talk about it. Let's see what happens. All right. We took a little bit of a hit. Let's probably not talk about that as much anymore. But um, I think it was something, not that I'm a, listen, I'm not a role model by any means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, taking the Barkley approach. I see. (laughs) Okay. But you know what I mean? That some people do turn on the radio and look for a little bit of guidance from somebody that they might like, or some gal that they might like from a radio show. So if we could give them some perspective from a 36 year old single dudes with not a lot of money, a six year old white guy with some money and a 36 year old uh, African-American man with some money, then I think that that would help a little bit. So that was kind of our approach. Yeah, man. And that's, you know, that's the important thing is like, I, I took the time to, to reach out to a a lot of different uh, people within um, different realms of the world. Uh, I talked to Ryan, like right as uh, the tail end of the worst portions of the protest protests in Denver were going on. And um, he was actually my third guest uh, on the entire show. This is my 22nd uh, episode that I'm recording. I don't know if it'll be the 22nd episode, but, um, but what's interesting is like, listening to him talk and and describe the situations that you know people face that we don't even think about because we never had to think about them until now and um you know it's one of those things like i'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination but i make enough and i'm super lucky i got to keep my job through all of this honestly the only department in comcast that did not get hit was the traffic department because oh, damn, really? because advertising is important right um because I, and uh you know we lost a lot of money because of the cancellation of the olympics and march madness yeah. Yeah. but you know we had to continue to figure out how to keep going forward and one of the things the company did and and i i would i'm gonna talk to a few different people about this and in, in the near future is they started a, a diversity and employment initiative and it's led by a guy i used to serve coffee to at starbucks no way. yeah <laughs> um and he's the the head of this division and it essentially every quarter we have a town hall where we can essentially voice our opinions on how the company is handling social situations and what they're doing to improve the work environment for all people. Cause one yeah. of the things Comcast preaches is inclusivity. It is, it is a very diverse company with very diverse employee base. And so to have that opportunity to have those discussions and be open without judgment is amazing. And, um, I can definitely appreciate Dave giving you guys the opportunity to see what happens and and take that hit, especially with Ryan on your team. Like, you know, he is, he is a voice that people listen to. Ryan is a powerful, powerful individual. You drive that show. So therefore you have a voice because people listen to you. Now, granted you are the master of starting shit on Twitter with people who don't have actual opinions. They just like to recite and regurgitate shit. I'm not going to call out anybody in particular because one of the guests I'm trying to get on is a fan of said <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> also, that's what the website's for, in my opinion. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but that's the thing. It's like, I think uh, to actually dovetail back to our 
favorite mutual favorite comedian who fell off the wagon uh, a little bit and turned into a, a very strange individual, which we kind of should have seen coming. Um, that gets into this idea of cancel culture. And it's something I've talked to a lot of people in media. Um, I talked to Tim Gelt, who used to work for the Denver oh, Nuggets. Oh, guy. Uh, yeah, he's a great dude. Uh, we yeah. have uh, uh, mutual friends because we're Mullen alums. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just got engaged a few months ago. Married, yeah, I was going to say, get married, yeah. Yeah, Nicole's awesome. She's super sweet. Um, but we talked about cancel culture and, and how it's kind of affected the world right now. Like, um, to get topical, that'll be out of topic when I actually air this. Um, the Elliot Page situation where, uh, like, lesbians are canceling him because he went from, uh, they went from being a, a, female lesbian to a transgender male or non-binary i guess with the he and they pronouns but but like that's another thing that's going on in this world right now how are you seeing that in say like the sports world or um in the world of social media as a member of the media i mean it's it's there for sure you just got to be very aware of it i actually think it's um there's still examples and obviously we're dealing with one what within the last 48 hours with what you just mentioned but i kind of think it's dialed back a little bit uh with kind of the pandemic and some things i just think you have to be super cautious we saw um heck a radio guy right here in this town uh happened to type an n-word trying to type another n-word uh on social media and I honestly don't know if anything came of that. I, I, don't, I don't think so because he got in front of it and did everything he could to get it right. Yeah. If it's who um, I think we're talking about, but yeah. 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 Uh, but then there was another guy, a, uh, I believe what a Charlotte Bobcats broadcaster that literally did the same exact thing and lost his job for it. Um, Graham up in Sacramento, who's literally been the voice of the Kings for about 15 years. Um, popped off back at Boogie Cousins and lost his job because of that. Uh, and it's, I mean, Graham's got to be so much smarter than that because Boogie, yeah. Boogie did, Boogie took a shot, Graham took the bait, Boogie reeled him in, and now we don't have a job. I mean, yep. it was, we shouldn't have done it. You have to be aware of it. Uh, I'm not for it, man. We're all, we're humans. So by nature, we're stupid. Um, and Facts. we're going to make mistakes. And, and the key is to just not keep making the same mistake. Uh, you got to fail. That's a big part of everything that you do. Uh, and if you keep failing in the same fashion, that's where that's where I think we have, we have a problem. But if you if you kill someone for failing, then eliminate the human race because that's what we're destined to do: is fail and then learn from. It. So I'm right. not with I'm not with it at all. No, and I'm not either. The the thing about it is is like it seems to be a, a parroting situation where like it, it's the same concept as like we grew up in everybody in our generation hates Nickelback, <laughs> but yeah. everybody has sung photograph at least once in their life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the example I give. It's like everybody hates what everybody likes. And, you know, just because somebody changes their mind about something or somebody feels more natural in a different different situation does not mean that they suck as a person they've figured something out weird concept mm -hmm. or you know someone makes a mistake like josh Hader made a mistake he made a tweet when he was 18 years old and people were like he needs to lose his job 
But Roberto Osuna, Osuna beats his wife and gets traded to a World Series champion. Yep. Like, you know, th- there's such a dichotomy in it. Fucking makes me angry because, you know, if, if you and I had Twitter when we oh, were yeah. 12, exactly. Like, we would – the shit we'd said, no. Like, come we on. All, everybody lives in such a glass house, especially that cancel culture of uh, – and this is the other thing I get, like – do something else besides go through somebody's history on a stupid ass website <laughs> to try to bring them down. You know what I mean? Like do something else, call your mother, call your father, go for a run. Uh, but, but if, if somebody else were to be that much of a fucking loser to go all the way back and try to bury someone, what if somebody else did that to them? So you've, you've, you've walked on eggshells your entire life and you've done everything perfect. Cause I, you're absolutely right. I'll tell you this. If I had social media when I was in high school, I, I wouldn't – there's no chance I'd have a job talking on the radio today. Facts. And, Facts. and it's just ridiculous. I was in high school. Fast forward, my early 20s, if there was, there was social media, I'm actually fortunate that I, I wasn't on it early. In fact, if I didn't have the job that I had, I probably wouldn't even fuck with it. Same. Um, <laughs> it, it's we're, – we're all stupid again, and we say dumb things, and you get around people that you think you're comfortable with, that's the problem, Michael, is not that it was okay that people were saying these things because they were and they will continue to. Um, now you get so comfortable on this, you think that that's your safe space and you'll just rip shit off. And that's, that's another big problem. Oh, yeah. And that's the other part, too. Exactly. You feel like because you're anonymous, mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want. And that's what I think a lot of people are doing now, which is creating this problem. And, and what's, what's amazing to me is... Like, I avoid Twitter like the plague. I'm not going to lie. I, I have one. The only time I ever post on it anymore is when I have games for high school broadcasts. Like, if I'm doing a football or basketball game, mm-hmm. I will tweet that out, and that's it. Uh, but I used to jump on trolls, and I used to be that guy who would be like, well, you know, it, technically, uh, I was the well-actually guy. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, I realized how toxic it was, and it was bad. The amount of things I've written on Facebook and deleted in the last four years yeah. would get me fired. Um, well, that'd be my, my mid-30s talking, but if I probably would only have Facebook. Uh, and that's like to see my, my kids, my friend's kids' pictures. You know what I mean? Like right. see my sister's kids and all that stuff. That, that'd pretty much be it. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, my sister had a niece. I have a niece. Uh, my sister had a daughter in July. So thank you. I'm an uncle. It's weird. <laughs> um, my sister, my, uh, I only have one biological sister and a whole bunch of others, but she just had a baby um, in October, the day before Halloween. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thanks, dude. Um, see, we're human beings. We have families. We, we have actual <laughs> yeah. lives outside of this. Um, but that, that's the thing is like now that I have a platform where I can talk freely, I'm still careful about what I say, but I'm a little more open about how I feel about things. And I'm a more direct speaker now because I've been doing this, you know, uh, for almost three, four months now where I've had a show. Uh, The other thing too is at the media school, one of the first things they tell you to do like day two or three, Cub Buning said, if you have anything that could potentially get you fired from a job on your social media, delete that shit. Yeah. It's like, we're not popular enough to have morons go through and screenshot shit for us. Well, me, I don't know about you, but not me. I've had some, um, not, a, not a lot of Twitter. I mean, I've gotten in my fair share of trouble on Twitter with my employer, but 
not for not for insensitive that's no, not true actually not for like you know i'm not a racial sexual type of thing right i've Don't. tweeted players and that's gotten me in trouble before <laughs> um and it's uh, yeah it's, it's sort of that same thing of you shouldn't be i, I almost feel like i'm talking to children here as we're telling people how to use social media <laughs> you shouldn't have to go back and go did i say something that could cost me a job any job not, not just media yeah. not, not for working at altitude or comcast or walmart like you right. should have something on your phone that could get you fired from a job i, don't, I just don't get that yeah that's true that's very true <laughs> um speaking of social media beefs i've been wanting you to tell this story forever and you know where i'm going with this um i want to know and i want my audience to know the javel mcgee story and the fact that that name just incites some something inside of you i i've seen this on air live this conversation because ryan used to poke you with it when you were the ep of the crackman and air show and the breakdown i believe it's Shaq goes javel mcgee <laughs> yeah yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Spring, for putting that in my head forever. Um, tell me this story so my audience can enjoy it as much as I did the first time I heard it. So um, I'll, I'll start this by saying I always wanted to be a professional basketball player. I am not fast, tall, strong, any of the things that you require to be a professional basketball player. So JaVale McGee comes to the Nuggets, right? And you don't know much about JaVale McGee ahead of coming to the Nuggets except for Shaq's and a fool. He's running the wrong way as a Washington wizard like an asshole. Um, that's pretty much it, right? He comes. They go on this tear. And I don't know you remember. Uh, and JaVale, dude, JaVale crushes a – everybody likes to say, oh, he was great in that Lakers series. He was great for three games. And great might be strong. He was good for three games. Um, but nonetheless, to his credit, Masai Ujiri paid him big, $44 million big. Uh, this is back, shit, dude, I was probably, uh, I'm almost 11 years into media. I was probably four years in at this point. And uh, I was writing some, some articles for milehighsports.com and milehighsports magazine. Um, and I went to, I think it was Nuggets Media Day, to be honest, right after JaVale gets this big deal. And this is how old it was. We didn't have recorders on our phone. I'm like literally holding a recorder to JaVale's face. And I said like, hey man, you just got a big contract. What are you going to do to help elevate your game this year to you know, show Masai and the team that they did the right thing? This guy literally fucking says, <laughs> I'm going to go out there and give it 100% as opposed to the 80. And he stopped. And I'm like, recorder still. Like he realized what he was doing. He was about to tell me he gave it 80% last year. I had it on my recorder. I'm sure it's still I have to dig up the recorder. Uh, so I went and wrote, right? I went and write a story of, um, hey, JaVale McGee got this big deal. Talked to him today at, shoot, at media day. Said, I'm going to go uh, 100%. Me writing, well, he clearly wasn't going 80% or, you know, just going 80% last year. And gave him a little bit of love of like, well, shit, if he can do what he did in the Lakers at 80%, Let's get him at 100% for 82 nights a year. This fucking might work out. I didn't say fucking in the article. Right. That would have been great, though. <laughs> it was Mile High Sports back in the day, though, so you might have gotten yeah, away yeah, with it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, this was actually one of the cooler, like, you still kind of geek out on some of the shit I get to do for my, for my job. Right? Oh, yeah. You go to uh, practice the next couple of days, and my article was in his locker. 
<laughs> I'm kind of like, oh shit, that is cool. And then I'm also like, damn, is he going to put the two and two together when I'm standing next to him, right? That I'm that guy. He totally did. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't like get into it, but he said, hey, you wrote the article. And I was like, yeah, you gave the quote. Like, that's, that's <laughs> how it works, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of dies, right? He gets traded. He leaves from Denver. And uh, who? maybe he was a warrior. At this I think he point. was with the Warriors. And Wancho was still with the Nuggets. And Wancho is a lovable loser, right? And I mean mm-hmm. that most respectful of all ways. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody loved Wancho. And it was JaVale McGee's punk ass dunks on Wancho Hernan Gomez. And then, like, yells like this close face to face yells in his face and i was being kind of snarky and sarcastic on twitter which is what the website's for <laughs> and said uh you know this, th- there's reason number 1348 that i want to punch javel mcgee in the face and that's all i wrote i didn't write at javel mcgee 34 or whatever his stupid handle is um <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I know you know. I know you know. Uh, and I wrote just that. So, you know, whatever. If fucking night goes on, I go to sleep. Wake up. Mentions are blown up. I'm like, damn, what happened to my Twitter last night? He had searched his own name, which again. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is some, some real beast shit anyway. <laughs> yeah. Search your own name on Twitter and replied to me, well, let's throw these hands then. And then it's the same thing. Of course, I'm going to have fun with it. And I, I believe I wrote, see me in the North Glen streets, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our last interaction. <laughs> and, and if I'm not mistaken, while I was, in, while I was there... <laughs> and this story came up ryan said to you and i i roughly paraphrase because i can't quote he would beat you within an inch of your life before you got within an inch of his hands dude his reach is the size of my body (laughs) (laughs) he would totally kill me but my fucking career would skyrocket yep everybody would know who you are (laughs) 
the 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 analyst who tried to fight JaVale McGee. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Uh did you watch the Nate Robinson Jake Paul fight? Oh hell yeah. Oh, uh, I did not, but I watched a replay of it and it glitched like the video I watched. Literally, Jake Paul hits him, it glitches and he falls. That's, <laughs> that's what happened. Now, I love Nate Robinson, man. But how do you feel about how the meme world has treated Nate Robinson through all this? It's you know who the only two people in the world are happy that we're in a global pandemic? It's Nate Robinson's two high school sons. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have to go to school and face the, the the just rude, harsh behavior that high school children would be giving them right now. I mean, it sucks, dude, but it's also one, Nate Robinson clearly did absolutely no training for that thing. No. Um, and Jake or Paul Logan, whatever the hell. The 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 I mean, one Paul he, brother who shouldn't have even been in there because he should be in jail. Right. Clearly <laughs> did do some training though. Oh yeah. And took it about as serious as you could take a undercard of a you know celebrity boxing pay-per-view match. Uh, tie. I, I don't I don't necessarily feel too bad for Nate because he kind of made his bed. Uh, he, when he was a nugget too, by the way, I tried to when I was producing radio, I oh I'm like, you know, you'll go to a practice, try to get as many phone numbers of the players as you can so you could go around PR. Um and that's that's the job of a producer. Facts. So uh I, I tried to hit up Nate like right when he came, like, yo, can I get your number? Get, come do radio shit. I don't even know where I was at the time. Um and he's like, Yeah, talk to the guy over there. And I'm like, I'm trying to go around PR. It wasn't PR. He had hired like his own dude. And he he would have done all the radio hits that he wanted, but we had to promote this clothing line that Nate was gonna <laughs> okay. and it was such trash shit. I was like, I'm like, dude, you know what? It's n- never mind. Never mind, dude. <laughs> never <all right>. mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm learning that right now, uh, big time by trying to get guests. It's been tough uh, getting some of the people that I want, uh, reaching out directly to them. I, I, I've been directed to agents for a couple of guys. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to name names, but um, I, the, one of the first guests, I, I, he was like, I'm totally down. Here's my agent's information. Um, sounds like a great idea. I love helping the little guy. Like, let's do this. I called his agent seven times in like a month and got voicemailed every time. I left a message every time. And I was like, you know what? Clearly this ain't going to happen. Yeah. So I, I hit said person up again uh, directly. And I was like, hey, man, like, uh, I don't know if your agent doesn't know that I'm calling or if like this is only his office number and there's a pandemic and I can't really talk to him. And he was like, oh, I just got really busy all of a sudden, so I can't do it. And I was like, all right, man, cool. Like, whatever. It, it is what it is. Um, yeah, it's like, well, if we're not going to make money off of this. Yep, exactly. I think that's pretty much it. But uh, one of my next interviews coming up is uh, Benny Fowler of the yeah um about his book right yeah so randomly like facebook has been giving me famous people lately like yeah like uh i've like i have dalton reisner's direct page and he's like hey man yeah um send me to your eight like talk to my agency they'll they'll see what they can do it'll have to be after the season i'm like that's totally fine great um but uh i just randomly added him on facebook a couple like two weeks ago and I was like, hey, man, like, I'm, I have this podcast. I, I love talking to athletes who are in the midst of their career. You know, uh, if you have anything to promote, I love to promote things. And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, weekends work for me right now since I'm 
on IR, like, let's go. Yeah. And he's like, I also wrote a book. You should read it. And so while I was in Pennsylvania, I read it in like two days. Yeah. It's called Silver Spoon. Yeah, he so, came on our show and promoted it too a little bit, actually. Yeah, and it's great. And he talks about I, – I will tell you this. He changed my mind on Draymond Green as a person. That's what, that's what I saw you posting on Twitter or social media, and that's, yeah. what, that's what made me remember, yeah. Yeah, so I posted that on Twitter because I wanted to at Benny and at Draymond okay. just to kind of try and maybe open yeah, that fine. door a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, but he talks about Draymond's leadership and like how and, and you know what i didn't even think about i didn't put two and two together until i read that if you think about it the series that they lost wasn't because durant wasn't there to the Cavs. it was because draymond wasn't there and you know he may be a tenacious dickhead on the court who kicks literal dickheads on the court but <laughs> but that's why he wasn't there yeah <laughs> But that's the thing is like he added that level of tenacity and that level of, of aggression and leadership. And he, uh, Benny quotes Steph Curry in the book as saying like the guy who gets the most out of us when we're tired is Draymond. Like he, he gives us that extra boost when we don't feel like we can push to that next gear. And he does. And I was like, damn, are they talking about the same loudmouth guy who I hate watching for the warriors? And then I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. All right, I see it. I mean, that's like every team. We had Doc Rivers on a month or two ago and talking about – he was talking about role players, <laughs> role guys. Like, you hear a lot about it now, but Doc, when he played, was a role guy. Oh, yeah. You know, that wasn't really a big – like, you weren't carved out as a role guy back then, right? You know, it's just kind of what you did. But he said it's hard to accept that kind of thing. But you, you look at a dude like Draymond Green, and I'm with you. I, f- I fucking hate watching the guy play. <laughs> um, but every team – it's that thing like Russell Westbrook has, right? You hate him until he's on your team. Right. And you're, oh, I'm going to ride with this dude. That's what Draymond is too. And every team needs that. I mean, shit, to go back full circle, do the Nuggets. You know what the Nuggets need? They need a damn Draymond Green. I oh, mean, yeah. Honestly, they still need something like that this year. I really wanted them to go chase uh, Jay Crowder. Oh, like dude. Could you, could you imagine? Same, same similar role, yeah. right? But, yeah, I get it. I, I understand why Draymond and even guys like Russell Westbrook piss people off, but – Every championship team has a guy like that. Yeah, I every mean, sport too. I mean, I'll talk. I mean, shit. Every business, I would say, has that. Like, every, oh yeah. Every successful organization has somebody like that that's going. All right, I'll do the dirty work, and I don't even give a shit if I get the credit. Right, and think about a uh, look at like Scotty's teams with the Pistons, man. Yeah. Like you had Bill Lambeer, but you had Dennis Rodman, who did not. He he says in his books, I've read. I read the bad as I want to be. He says, I could go out and score 25 points a night, but you know yeah. what? I don't give a shit. I would rather get 22 rebounds and give my team more opportunities to score Dude, because coolest, that's better. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Um, one of the cool stories that Scotty ever told me about Dennis was, and this Scotty knew Dennis before, like we knew Dennis, Dennis, right? Right. Scotty knew Dennis Rodman, the basketball player, not the dude that married himself and was banging Madonna. Right. Practice, right. Uh, um, the Scotty was a guy like that too. He didn't do anything. Scotty's biggest job in the NBA was to go get after folks at practice to make them better for games. Right. And the reason Scott was so successful, I mean, dude, he played 12, whatever, 12 years in the NBA. You're not, not good at your job. If you do that. Exactly. Um, and one of the reasons Scotty did that was because of that, but he used to tell me, and he'll still tell us on air sometimes 
that, you know, they'd do their shoot around. They'd work out before the game and all that shit. Then the guys would play and the stars like Dennis would play 35 to 42 minutes a night. And Dennis would come in and, and some guys like Scotty and if John Sally didn't get to play a bunch of minutes, they'd work out after the game too. Dennis would come in every night, no matter who was in that workout room and work out post game with all of those guys, just to be amongst all of those guys. And I'm like, I mean, that, that right there tells you the mindset of a dude that knows how important team is. And, and even 14th man on the bench, Scott Hastings, needs to feel like he's a part of that. And Dennis Robin went out his way to make him feel that way. And that's the same thing. I'll ride with guys like that all day. Right. And Scotty, I think, told a story on air once when I, I was listening to you guys about he – it was between – like it, it was – preseason and they were getting ready to do roster cuts and it was between him and like a star veteran or a veteran player that had been in the league who was an established name and because scotty busted his ass on the court he beat that dude out for a roster spot and got him cut (laughs) um and that's in life like if you think about it like i'm a i'm not a, a manager in my job but I see myself as a leader because I put myself in that position where I don't need the recognition for everything, but I will gladly teach somebody how to do my job and help me move them forward because nothing's guaranteed. Nothing. Like I, I could get fired tomorrow, but if I leave my team worse off by losing me, then, you know, worse off by losing me and not me passing on that information to other people that makes them bad and me look awful. You know, I'm proud of the fact that I'm willing to take someone under my wing and be like, this is how I see it. This is how it works. Um, If you have ways to improve it, let's work together and build this into something bigger. And I think that's something that, you know, is a, is a skill I learned in sports. I, now I'm, I've, wanted to be a professional athlete too, but I stopped growing freshman year of high school <laughs> and, and basketball was my second sport. Soccer was my first sport, but I can hit a 15 foot jump shot all day long. If I'm uncovered and, and can find space, but I played defense. That was my job. I was a, I was a shutdown defender. I, you put me on the guys, the best player on that team when I was in high school, not so much now, uh, but but you put me in front of him for nine minutes, you shut him down. We score 10 points. We're now in the lead by 10 or erasing a deficit, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I think life needs role players as much as anything. We, we all need to work together. That's thing. That's one of the things we can take away from the teams that win sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you look at uh, this year's champions, for instance, like, yes, the Lakers have LeBron, but they were built around a bunch of players you had lebron you had a healthy ad you had playoff rondo um Dude, think about this we want to talk about role players fucking alex caruso yeah the, the guy who looks like he plays yeah yeah <laughs> but you know what you were saying about sports and i was gonna say it's just the media thing but almost translated to any especially if you're you know, if you're working in a field and that's going to be what you do for the rest of your life. Right. Uh, I mean, I'll use it for myself. When I started in media, I was doing updates, right? That barely even exists anymore. But I always thought I want to do the best update I can because at some point I'm going to be a producer and then I want the update anchor to be giving me their best shit. So like I wanted to do so therefore that I could expect 
once I grow. And then be, well, as a producer, I want to be the best producer I could be because when I'm a host, I want my producer to be the best host producer that they could be because I know that they can because I did. And, and if I ever get out of hosting, right, and I go to programming, I want my hosts to work as hard as I work because that's what I did. And I just think too many people, and I, I'll get it. I'll tell you the first one before I got into media. I, I had a bunch of jobs where I was like, fuck this. I'm going through the motions, giving my paycheck every two weeks. Let's go. Um, but too many people do that. There's, there's no more, I mean, shit, there's no more sense of pride, hardly as much, but especially when it comes to work ethic and things like that. Oh man, a hundred percent. And you know what? I, I take full responsibility for, uh, the fact that I had lack of worth work ethic in certain aspects of, of many jobs that I've had. And, um, I will admit this when I say this, that I think I did not have enough work ethic to be in the radio side of things. Um, I didn't take enough initiative while I was at altitude in my personal opinion to, you know, I, I did certain things really, really well, but I didn't take the time to learn other aspects of the job. And, you know, it, it's funny because now that I do this and I, I edit all my own stuff, I take the skills that I learned from media school and working in altitude, uh, cutting Brock Olivo uh, audio. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> 22 Janos, man, 22 Janos. Um, but that, like those skills I use now, if I could have taken more time and like worked with spring and working on the boards and not said shit my second day in the, in the office on air by accident, um, or, you know, taking more opportunities that came when they did. Um, I think, I would be in a different position, but I will say that I think I'm where I'm supposed to be in yeah. a lot of ways. Uh, because with that opportunity, essentially that missed opportunity, I'm now doing what I originally wanted to do when I went to the media school. I get to call high school games every weekend um, for some of the best schools in the state. And that's fun for me, but I'm also able to play in a band and do a podcast and enjoy other aspects that I don't know if I necessarily would have had I been a producer or an engineer. Um, right. What's really great is I've developed a really good relationship with Steve Nelson. Oh, Steve's my man, dude. I love Steve. Fun fact. We go to the same uh, studio. We record all of our music at the same studio. Yeah. I've actually seen, um, man, where, I saw Steve's band a couple of times. I was shithoused once. Oh, at the, uh, at the Kentucky Derby party. Yeah. Playing like the outside of it when you walk in and they were out there ripping. So I got to hang out with them for a little bit. Yeah, dude. It's funny. Cause we didn't realize we had that connection until about four or five months ago when uh, the engineer posted the engineer's name's Taylor Hahn posted a picture and Steve goes, wait, you go to Taylor too. And I was like, yeah, man, like that's where I've been recording all my shit for the last two years. And he's like, Oh, crazy. Taylor's awesome. Uh, Fast forward to like three weeks ago, Steve posts a picture of him giggling with a guitar in his hand on Instagram, and he's rocking a a, a white panel uh, Expos hat. I was like, I have the same hat. Next time I go to Taylor's, I'm wearing it, and we're going to do a side-by-side. I'm going to make Taylor edit that shit. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of what you were saying, though. It's uh, Also, it's, I mean, radio's a bitch, man. It's such a hard business, and it's, think about sports talk, right, in general, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect. I just don't count 850 as a sports talk station. Um, I know they have shows and I love Ryan and Ben. Those guys are my homies, but um, it's, it's the, it's three stations really right in town. The, the, and one of them's a different kind of hustle anyway. 
So there's what, dude, 25, 2025 sports talk host jobs in this city. Mm-hmm. Not, that, not that you couldn't move, uh, but I know you have some, you know, some things here. But, you know, it's, I think everybody does have a different path. And I, I like what you said. You're supposed to be where you are. And you always take something, whatever, you know, I'm eventually going to get fired from altitude. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, it's the history of the job. Right. It's, it's you take, you know, something from every stop to get you the next one. That's all it's about. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, I think learning what I like, it's what you were talking about earlier when we were talking about cancel culture. You learn from your failures uh, I forget who it was, a coach. I, I know a coach said this someday. I, I actually think it was John Wooden. You learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. Yeah. Um, I will look that quote up and I will post it right here on the screen uh, for people to see. <laughs> but uh, it, it's one of those things that like, I've always found out that I, I like, I wrote the best songs because of the saddest moments. Yeah. Um, I have learned to work harder because of the failures or, or situations where I didn't put enough effort in. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like, I strive now with like this podcast, the first few episodes feel a little clunky, feel a little weird. The intros are a little strange. The editing's a little strange. Um, but like, as I've gotten better and I've done more repetitions and, and, and I've worked harder at it, and realized, you know, I got over the 10 episode hump, which is usually where people quit. (laughs) Um, Now I have more drive than ever to like do this, to, to get more guests, to, to try and tell more stories, to get, you know, not even like, you know, I, I care about subscribers because that's how I, you know, get people to watch the show, but I don't care if everybody likes my content because guess what? It's for me. Yeah. And you know what? They're not supposed to either. (laughs) Right. Not everybody's supposed to love everything you do. And I'm sure I'm still waiting for my first dislike on, 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 uh, YouTube. I can't wait. Like I'll do it after this. Okay. Deal. <laughs> put it on a, you'll, you'll find an episode, put it on Ryan's just, yeah, there on we Ryan's. Go. <laughs> um, but, but that's the thing. It's like, I, I love doing this because it's fun. I get to talk to guys like you who I don't get to see as often as I want to because our schedules are so fucking backwards and we just don't have time. <laughs> and uh you know and i get to like i got to interview the episode i released today is my homie from australia it was a 17 hour time difference damn and we made it work because he was like dude i want to talk to you so bad it's fucking great he's the best his name's blair uh you guys check that episode out it's great um i'm talking to a band from sweden on tuesday at 11 a.m yeah i'm like taking my lunch break to do an interview (laughs) like (laughs) You know, it, it's, it's those kind of things. I'm like, you know what, this, I'm doing this right. Like I, I'm figuring this out and um, it's awesome, man. It's, it's great. You know, it, it's funny. We could talk for like another hour about so many other things like music and, and everything. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to just take this as a long episode. Um, you are like the king of hip hop in my world <laughs> as somebody I know who, who listens to it. What is your opinion of this transition of like, of where 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hip-hop is now, compared to its, its golden era, I guess we could call it, in the early 90s. Yeah, I mean, see, I'm super biased because that's my era. Right. <laughs> that's where I'm from. <laughs> that's that's what I grew up with. So it's, I mean, I don't, it's also kind of weird, right? As, as you get a little bit older, I, my, I become more of my father, like every morning when I wake There's up, I'm like, Shit, what's on the classic rock station today? Um, and nothing that's wrong with that. But right. it's definitely not the same, right? The, the music is not the same. I mean, so many people, I, this is a very bad comparison here but like literally they were killing each other in the 90s you know right they weren't just talking shit on the internet and then going live on instagram together and see who could have the biggest insult you know um and they definitely weren't painting their fucking hair rainbow and tattooing 69 all over their face to 4k64 um, yeah <laughs> yeah that was right. a really good thing you had right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, at the same time where i say i definitely you know, I'm, I'm mid nineties. That's, that's where I'm always going to live. That's always going to be the heart of hip hop for me. Um, but I'll still listen to some of the trash ass shit that's there now. Like I get it. It's, you know, little pumps got some stupid songs, uh, where he's literally got a line that says, um, something where he says a millionaire, but I don't know how to read, you know, and <laughs> it's a little bit, but that kind of dumb stuff of, uh, you kind of put yourself back there. I'm like, all right, if I'm 20 years old and I have a whole bunch of money, I'm probably going to say some real dumb shit into a microphone too. But the beat sounds good. I could bob my head while I'm in the car. I feel good about it. But yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not like, uh, you know, purchasing albums on iTunes for these day rappers, but I don't hate on them. Yeah, you know, I, I try. I really do. Oh, and then- off, I will say, except Travis Scott. That shit is trash. If he was not with whatever kardashian he's with we wouldn't even know his name true fact uh, <laughs> um but it's funny because they all have the same like formula it's either lil dumb lil something or like three names that mean nothing or like a color the with an a and then 
insert animal or something like you know every name is a generic rip off of a soundcloud track and then yeah they all use the same trap beat Mm -hmm. but i will say this because i listened to some of that stuff it led me into a genre called trap metal what so it's trap beats with distorted guitars raps and then scream vocals no shit um my boy adam (laughs) ramey who got us i'm now uh uh Gunpowder Empire is now part of Push Digital Marketing. Um, They're hooking us up. They're getting our numbers up. They're helping us grow the brand. Um, But Adam Ramey, who's the screamer for Dropout Kings, we met on Instagram and like started shooting shit back and forth. And I was like, dude, like this trap metal shit is ridiculous. He goes, right? And talked to him about it. And he was like, you know, it was just crazy. Cause like I was in this, like this, this gent band and I, I loved playing metal, but like something was missing. And I, I you know, that hip hop vibe has always been there. And so we kind of took new metal and then threw a trap beat on it and made it better. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and you just, some of that, cause I want to hear what the hell that sounds like. Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you a track. Um, but they, there's a band from the UK <laughs> called hacktivist which is also a trap metal band. And they did a track together that dropped today called I Ain't Depressed. It is nasty and I love it. <laughs> and it, it's funny cause like, it's one of those things where because I listened to like one Lil Yachty song or like a little bit of, a little bit of some of that gross trap shit that I definitely can't get behind. Hey, Lil Yachty's a low key fucking real good skateboarder. You know that? What? Okay, yeah. at least he has another skill. but uh that's pretty cool i might have to look that up um but because of that i found this other genre and it got me a connection that led to a connection that led to me getting guests on the show led me to getting the band a little bit more promo you know things like that and it's it's been fucking weird (laughs) it's i mean you know it just by some of your media stuff and what you're doing now dude it's so much more as I've, I'm kind of becoming an adult at some point of my life at 36 years old. Um, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I realized so much. Like, I, I, I mean, you always envision a businessman knowing exactly what they're doing. And now that I have daily briefings with businessmen, they have no idea. <laughs> Everyone is literally just flying by the seat of your pants. And it's so much about who you know, not what you know. It's, it's unreal. Uh, yeah, not to call out my, uh, my girlfriend's sister in this episode, but hi, Hannah. Um, she, she mentioned, uh, that she's like, I am surprised at how many people, you know, for your podcast, like how many people you genuinely call friends or people that, you know, who are guests on your show. I'm like, yeah, because networking is what media is how it works yeah it's, it's life in general like i can honestly say if it wasn't for being at the colorado media school and, and like working with you guys i would have never met ryan i would have never met you i you know by learning the skills of networking through talking to cub a bunch I would have never worked with Amy. Amy would have never hired me to be a broadcaster. Love me too, man. You got to tell her I said hello next. I time. will, man. I, I I I love Amy. She's dude. Literally, I'll tell you that story in a minute of how I even got that first gig. Um, it's all because of James Gomez's retirement party. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but like literally if it wasn't for like meeting Amy, I would have never had Sydney Wicker who does laced up at CSU who did an interview with Katie Wingy, uh, which was really cool. Laced up is an all female run sports show where right. the producers, hosts, creators are all women who love sports and are just passionate about it. Um, she's worked with Laura Oakman and galvanized. It's awesome. But like, see like all the little connections, like all the little lines create things. And it's just the way it is. Like, and one thing I tell people all the time when they ask me about this kind of stuff, and, and you can attest to this too. When trying to get guests on a show, even for your show, the worst that anybody can do is say no. Like, Hey man, I, I got, a, I got, I got a segment at, 4:35. It's our last segment of the day, but we we want to fill it with your with you. Can you do it? Nah, man. I'm sorry. I'm busy. Cool. Well, I won't I won't X you out. If you have some time later on in the week, we'd love to have you on. You know, yeah. I I have that's my approach to everything. I reached out to Alex English, and right. and we have a connection. We're we're working on it slowly. I might have him on the show. That he's would be a, awesome. He's a great dude. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's the worst that anybody can do is say no. It's the same thing about like asking a girl out. The worst thing she can do is say no. No, the worst thing she can do is like say no and then date your best friend. But yeah. <laughs> then guess what? She probably has a best friend. Ask her. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look at Josh finding the, finding the silver lining in all of this. Um, but uh, yeah, so to, to go back to that, how I got the broadcasting gig. So I had talked to Amy at James's retirement party uh amy is amazing producer runs school space media for the arizona minnesota and colorado markets as an executive producer she's insanely good at what she does she worked for the broncos she's done a ton of work in denver radio she's a great contact to have mm -hmm. um but uh like it was a conversation in passing we had it quickly while we were all talking about james's love of the buccaneers or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um fucking paid off this well it hasn't yet but it's, it, it looks like it might yeah but anyway i get a i get a message on facebook at like 9 45 in the morning or not 9 45 at night and for some reason i was like i need to check my phone like i i don't know i was plugged in somewhere and she's like hey um so one of my broadcasters got uh had a death in the family and can't make it but, uh, and I can't get anybody else to come do this game. I know you're interested. Do you want to come call a game? And I was like, yes, tell me who it is. I'll do all the research tonight. Like give me 24 hours and I'll know everything I need to know. And she was like, great, perfect. Well, then one of our other uh, alums from the Colorado Media School, Jake Meyer was like, I can make it. Jake's great dude. And so I ended up running camera I for that. Can, uh, I, I can't go too deep into it, but I might be doing a little podcast thing that Jake's might produce actually. Nice. That's awesome, man. I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've worked with him a bunch at school space. So, um, but uh, I ran his camera and she's like, we have a, we have a soccer game next week. Can you do that? And I was like, yeah, definitely. So, you know, called soccer. Then I started calling football games and then I got to call uh, volleyball games. Yeah. And, you know, in having a full range of knowledge of sports is huge. Like, even if you know just enough to like know the difference between a dig, a block and a spike. Exactly. That's yeah, it. You're good. Yep. Um, but I've it let volleyball games. Shit, I, I went to Wyoming for a volleyball tournament once to call it. 
Uh, when I was at the media school interning, or we were doing the, the crossroads tournament at the convention center, a dude lost his voice and I stepped in and did five games. Was I at that one too? Uh, no, it was, uh, it was Curtis and Trey, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it was crazy. Like they're like, do you know volleyball? I was like, yeah, I know volleyball. It's fine. I'm a city champion in seventh grade. Let's go. (laughs) Humble brag. Yeah. St. James parochial (laughs) champions, baby. Let's go undefeated. Um, but like it's, it's, that's another aspect is sometimes, I mean, yes, it's good to say no, but when it's an opportunity for advancement, you say yes. I I don't know. No, dude, I will never say no to a media job ever, ever mm-hmm. in my life. Nope. And, and that's the thing is like, I've been able to be very, I've been very lucky that I've had the opportunities. The last basketball game I got to call last year was a double overtime game at Rock Canyon for a playoff spot. Nice. And the one kid for Rock Canyon who would average like 10 minutes a game stepped up and scored 25 points and carried them to victory. That's awesome. And it was amazing to watch. Like, it was such a fun game. Um, and, and, but that's the thing. is like, in media, you never know what your opportunity is going to be, what it's going to be, who it's going to be, and, and you take every opportunity you can get. Yep. And it's, I mean, there's, I could tell you a hundred stories of, of the things, like you said, doors open doors. Or When I was a student, you know, shit, 12 years ago, or whatever it was at the media school, I had a full-time job where I was on call once a week. Uh, my internship started at 5 a.m. It was five days a week. So I'm talking 5 a.m. at the studio, work, you know, go to work at 8, do my work from 8 to 5, haul ass to the media school, try to get maybe dinner in me, go to school three nights a week until 1030. You know, I'm talking about 16, 17 hour days every single day of the week. But you know what? As much as I bitched and moaned about it, then I, one, I chose it. But yep. two, um, that, you know, dude, that lifestyle schedule has set me up to do what I do now. And, uh, I, I got, you know, it's, I've got a much better thing going now than I did then, but I've right. also worked hard as fuck for a decade to get it. Um, but it's, it's nonstop, man. If, if you want something, it's so old and cliche and tired, but I'd rather die chasing than talk about trying. You know what I mean? I, I, that's just, I'll always live by that. Oh, amen, dude. Uh, you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but like, because of my schedule, like I was originally supposed to be Vic's intern. I was supposed to do the morning show. I didn't um, know. Yeah. So, uh, I got into altitude with the help of Bill Hanslick, who's a lifelong friend. Um, his, my mom and his wife have known each other forever. I went to school with all three, three of his four kids. Um, but he got me in contact. This with the Nuggets lost Tory Craig. Yeah. That was Bill's guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Bill loved him, man. Um, but he got me in contact with Vic. And Vic was like, I can't, if you can't make it on my show, I will get you on another one. So Vic got me the the interview with, with James Merillat. And I got to work with you and Ryan and, and Nate, which was amazing. But it's because I had a day job where I worked six days a week at Starbucks, working 4.30 oh, yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And then I would leave there, go to school three days a week, and then go from there, from school to the internship, and wouldn't leave there till six thirty, seven o'clock some nights, because I had to edit the podcast episodes at the end of every hour. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I would leave at seven o'clock. I'd get home because I, I lived in Littleton. So I drove from Littleton to Greenwood Village, Greenwood Village to Belmar, Belmar to Denver, Denver to Littleton every day. Man. 
And, you know, no sleep, but, you know, I got a certificate in my closet in the bedroom that says that I did my, worked my ass off to get where I'm at. And I was willing to, I w- before I got the job at Comcast, I was going to take an, uh, a, a contractor job working in their VOD department, working 410 overnights just to get my foot in the door at Comcast Mm -hmm. and shout out to Deb bird at the Colorado media school. She was like, there's a traffic position opening up. And, uh, I got both jobs at the, like I got interviewed for both jobs at the same time. And when I went in the, the other job has a standard schedule. Uh, it's 10 cents more an hour, but it's a standard schedule. And I was already in the company. Like mm-hmm. there was no contractor position. And that's what the company wants anyway. Like we don't have to do paperwork. We don't have to pay more insurance for this person. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've been there for, it'll be three years in February. And it's because I said yes to the opportunities that were presented to me. And it was because I was willing to try something different. Yep. Something I didn't even know traffic fucking existed until I took the damn job. Like we try to oh, explain that all the time. Like you have no idea how many jobs are in media that, yeah, to, I mean, I love that I get to be on air, but there's so many better jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jobs that are a little more, uh, a little more like I, I didn't even like people find out what I do and they're like, wait, that's a thing. Like I mm-hmm. just thought commercials ran like the company pays the network. I was like, hell no, it's way more complicated. The conversations I have on a daily basis with like Honda and Toyota about their $15,000 NFL Monday night football spots. Like that shit's crazy, man. Like none of us even get to do a job if there ain't no traffic department. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's how we get paid. Yeah. You know, and you know, I will listen to as many Redbird Farms commercials as I need to, (laughs) if it means that we get to keep Vic and you and Ryan on the air. Other people are like, what's your favorite part about the radio? I'm like, commercial breaks. (laughs) (laughs) That's when all the fun stuff happens. (laughs) Yeah. There are some things that, um, you know, hopefully I'm fortunate enough to work in radio the rest of my life. Uh, And, you know, maybe I'll be a little more humble at that time. But uh, as I sit here right now on December 4th, my last day on radio, I am lighting the world on fire with every story that I have and could not have shared. So <laughs> that's what I'm saving it all up for now. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. Well, we'll have to do a part two of this at some point and, and talk a little bit more about other things outside of sports and, and just life in general, man. But uh, if you've got anything to promote, anything you want to put out to the world of this podcast, the floor is yours, my friend. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. It, it's great to catch up with you, see your face. So uh, once this shit's over, we got to grab a beer. But uh, Twitter, at Joshua Dover. Instagram, Joshua Dover Radio. Uh, the show, like Michael said, uh, 10 to 2 every day on Altitude 92.5 in Denver or Altitude Sports Radio, an app. We got it all. Uh, like I said, I'm working on a little something to maybe have a little podcast going of my own, but we'll see what happens with it. But hopefully I can do some of that. And uh just tweet me, man. Let's bullshit with each other and roast each other on Twitter. That's it. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I got to I gotta get back into that rotation and, and start start doing some shit talking. Now that the NBA season's going to start, I'll be back more on there. That's more so my, when I do most of my time. Trash Lakers fans together. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, one of my buddies, Tony, is a, actually he's in a band with Davey back in the day. Nice. Um, he's a diehard Lakers fan, and I talked some mad shit before the season, and he asked me to apologize. <laughs> So, Tony, 
I'm, I'm only kind of sorry, but yeah. you were right. And I was wrong. Um, you're better looking. I'm ugly. Um, <laughs> whatever the rest of that, uh, Billy Madison quote is, <laughs> but, uh, Josh, dude, it's good to see you, man. As always take care of yourself. And, uh, I'll let you know when this is up, uh, yeah, prop- please promote on my stuff too. Yeah, it's, uh, it should be, um, let's see, hold on. Uh, I might skip Christmas just cause it's Christmas. So it'll be uh new year's day. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So, Start the party off right. Hell yeah. We're going to turn the whole fucking world around that year anyway. Let's fucking do it, man. <laughs> All right, brother. Good to see you, man. Take care. You, Michael. Thanks for having me, man. No problem, man. Peace. Later. All music on the podcast is provided by the band Mosaic. You can find them on Spotify or on Instagram at mosaic underscore band underscore official. All artwork is provided by Patrick Creasy from the band Red Queen. You can check out his band on Spotify as well as the band's website, redqueenband.com. Also, take the time to check out my band, Gunpowder Empire. We have a band camp at gunpowderempire.bandcamp.com. You can find all of our singles and our acoustic EP on Apple Music and Spotify. Thanks for listening. It almost feels like someone else is living my life. Cause it almost feels like someone else is living my As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.